Welcome to Ginger and the Beef, the podcast where Daryl doesn't make anything up and our opinions sometimes matter. I'm Daryl, the Beef, joined by Ginger and Dan. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey, yo, what up? Oh, Dan's out there all the way in the bro-canoggin. The bro-noggin. It's just bro-noggin now? The brogan. Oh, you're shortening it. I see what you're doing there. The bruh. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be bruh. Yeah, we're and right Isaac. here in the bruh. And Isaac's all the way in his basement. Yeah, it's still hot down here. Is it hot down in your basement? I mean, it's not hot, but it's definitely not, like, usually it's really cool. It's less cool. Dan so. lives that Dan lives that AC life out in the out in Penticton. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Yes, I do. And you Kinda didn't have, have AC. You didn't have AC forever, and now you just you you moved into this new place, and boom, air conditioning. I, I miss it. Goes. I miss I it so out. much. Well, Dan's way louder than you are now, Daryl. Well, I don't know. Either I'll fix it on my end, I guess. I don't know what's going on. It is what it, it looks is. Like both of our sound waves are bigger than yours, Daryl. I don't know. Well, that sounds like life right there. Sometimes <laughs> people are bigger than others. What can you do about it? I don't know. Well, either way, that's good for you guys. I'm glad your sound waves are big so you can project what we talk about the Kraken. Yeah. And others, among other things. Yeah, hockey, go sports. Hockage. Go sports. Well, no, it was it's funny because today you guys were doing the old uh, group chat thing and I couldn't keep up because I was, you know, working, you know, I'm a busy guy, apparently. Um, I'm used to being not busy, so it's weird that I am actually super busy. Anyway, I just tried to keep up with all the stuff you guys were putting out and then I went on to like NHL. You, you kept messaging about like uh, the Canucks were signing certain guys and there was a, some trades that happened and whatever. It was, was it free agency day today? Is that what it was? That's exact. That's exactly what it was. So why why is it? Why does everyone? Does it always pop off like this? Or because I remember, yeah. I think I think trade deadline in in the season, there's always like a big oh it's trade deadline day and they do a whole day and then not much happens. But today it seemed like there was a lot. Or is this normal? Well, I mean, it it kind of depends on what perspective you're looking at it from. Like I feel like there's probably a bit more than one on this year than has in previous years. Uh, part of the reason for that is a flat cap. So the salary cap's not going up in the next couple of years and it didn't go up um, year over year just because of the COVID and that impacted, you know, how much teams brought in terms of revenue greatly because ticket price is a big part of it. And then all the, you know, upmarked beer and stuff that you buy on the inside. So with that all um, kind of factored in, there's a lot of deals that are being made that are kind of short term. You're probably seeing less money than you'd normally see kind of um, as seasons progress year over year. And I mean, if you're looking at it specifically from a Vancouver perspective, because that's obviously what I'm looking at it through, you'll obviously notice that um, they did a lot. And the main reason for that is because they... Uh, brought their AHL team home to Abbotsford and they need to fill that with a bunch of players. So they've been signing a ton of people today and that's, you know, partially be to get the rest of what we needed on the NHL club, but a so, lot of AHL players too. Okay. Question. So their farm team was Utica, correct? The, yes. Which is in New York. 
Yes. Yeah, wouldn't the comments. whole Wouldn't the whole team just move here, or is this a new nah. expansion AHL team? Well, that's just it. Is um, like, did Utica you'd... move to 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 Abbotsford the same way the Heat moved to Stockton? No, it's kind of like who owns the kind of relationship between the AHL team and the NHL team. It's kind of like a farm team relationship. So that's the big thing um, that kind of moves players like all of Vancouver signed players moved over to Abbotsford. So a guy like Jet Wu or Mike DiPietro, uh, just Justin Bailey got re-signed. So it wasn't necessarily like he moved over, but like all the prospects moved right over. And then, you know, all the uh, UFA guys um, they signed kind of fill out. Whereas the UFA guys who were signed through to next year in Utica stay in Utica. Utica is now uh, the AHL affiliate for the New Jersey Devils. So they're going to be seeing, you know, New Jersey Devil prospects um, fill out their team and that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. So and like I'm, Luke apologies. Hughes. Yeah. Is, is that Jack Hughes' brother? <laughs> the younger brother. The youngest brother. The youngest. Is there more than just the two of them? Is there another Hughes? Yeah, Quinn. He's on Vancouver. Oh, Quinn. That's right. Sorry, I knew I knew there was a Hughes on Vancouver. I thought it was Jack. I guess it doesn't really matter. But so with with the the, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I am completely. What you said makes sense, but I'm completely stupid when it comes to fucking how these AHL teams work. So just to wrap my head around it. So now that they've moved, so now Utica it becomes the New Jersey Devils farm team. So all the Devils prospects or players who are in their AHL club would move from wherever it was before to that team, and all the Canucks prospects from Utica will move to Abbotsford. But obviously, there's still other people on the AHL teams, and they just stay where they were. Correct. Who weren't who weren't signed to a, an NHL team? Yeah, that's exactly it. Fuck that that. So I wonder. That's why they call it the jungle, I guess, eh? Because people just move around constantly. Yeah, yeah, like there's 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 some players that are just career AHLers, right? Like they don't have they're not signed by NHL clubs, they're just professional hockey players in the AH, AHL and so, so not affiliated are, at all. No. So those ones that are on Utica that were in that position, they just stay there. That's crazy. I didn't realize it could change that much. Does that happen often? Uh not too often, but I mean it does happen from time to time like Vancouver had an AHL team, uh, the Manitoba Moose, for a while, and they moved to the Chicago Wolves for a bit. And then I can't remember if they piggybacked on another team for a year, and then they did the whole Utica thing for a number of years and kind of built a hockey culture in Utica, which is pretty huge. And uh, now they're coming home to Abbotsford. And it's kind of crazy because all of the all the guys that they've picked up, um, D, Giuseppe, uh, uh, Patan, uh, what Dries, Dowling, uh, Hunt, uh, Stephens. There's a whole bunch of guys. Burrows. They're all from like the lower mainland ish, and so they're bringing in all these guys who may have played in other HL teams, or maybe over in Europe, or maybe even on a uh, ECHL or something. All these players that kind of are from the Vancouver area. They're all getting signed, and they're coming home to play. And the thing is, because it's so they're getting signed by the Canucks, right? So they're signed with the Canucks because both teams are named the Canucks, which is kind of a thing. But it also means that, like, there is a possibility that you might get to play for the Canucks if there's injuries, you play really well, all that sort of stuff. So all of these like local guys, they have like an extra incentive just 
beyond playing at home. They they might be able to play for the big home team kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of a cool dynamic that they're going to have. So, Isaac, you mentioned there's those career guys in the AHL. Do they have that same shot to go play? Like, if they're fucking crushing it, have, like, the best season of their lives or, or whatever it is, would an NHL team sign them? Or do they have to do those the PTO things? No, they could get signed. Um, a lot of times, well, I shouldn't say a lot of times, guys get PTOs. They're typically on, like, at least in my me paying attention to it. It's mostly like older guys that are kind of been banging around the league for a long time. Um, they're like, kind of like going to be signing like maybe a one year minimum. Um, teams will invite them for, for a pro tryout. Um, but yeah, if you're like, if you had a killer year in the AHL and you never got signed all year and then you're a free agent, uh, you could get a PTO from a team or just get invited to camp. You can always do trial. Oh, yeah. camp. Um, uh, but yeah, if you're having a killer year and there's space on a club, uh, it, it would be unusual for them to sign a player like mid season, but you could like potentially, yeah, like get a you, shot. You could. That's kind of cool. So what, uh, what was that? There was a team, I, I could be wrong. Was it, uh, Florida and Nashville or something who shared a, who share a farm team? Dan was telling us, I don't know, a month ago or during the finals. I don't know which one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the fuck that works. You have to ask Dan. Yeah, well, there's a couple of different layers to that. Like sometimes you'll share the same farm team. Uh, Sometimes that's just because maybe one team's in limbo and they're moving. Like the Chicago Wolves, um, Vancouver actually. I I can't remember if it was Chicago specifically or if it was a different team, Um, but they kind of shared that together. Uh, they shared kind of they, they would fill the team mainly with prospects from both teams. There wasn't a lot of kind of other signings, whereas other teams will have more kind of just like AHL only signings because they only have one team feeding it during the uh, whole coronavirus thing. Some teams doubled up um, with AHL representation kind of as an alignment sort of thing because they're in the same division and it'd be easier to call players up with the COVID protocols. And that was a whole thing. So yeah, COVID um, was kind of shitty for everybody. Yeah. But it's over right now. Now, now they're back to business as usual. Theoretically, I guess Kelowna or whatever I saw today, the Okanagan shutting down again because yeah, they're going nuts I, up in Kelowna. I'm not a hundred percent sure if that includes Penticton or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just saw the news that Kelowna, Kelowna's going shut down because there's just been a huge rash of cases or spike cases again. Rash. Hey, rash. do you think it's? Do you think it's, um, going to be all those unvaccinated? Just out of curiosity, I'm wondering what your opinion is, or do you think everybody's going to get it again? Oh, I think anyone could get it, and the only reason I say that is because uh, Kevin Connolly uh, E got got COVID the other day. And he's fully vaccinated, and he said it was not that rough. But, but uh, yeah, you can still get it. It's the variants, man. It's uh, it could fuck you. I don't know. I I am invincible to it, in my opinion, because uh, I don't know if you guys know this. I have a lot of uh, antibodies for things, just because I eat things off the ground and stuff. Do forums, worms. I do. I do. I do. What's that? What's that called? The I can't. It's foraging, but it's urban foraging. That's what I do, like Andre in the league. But, <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, it's so gross. But 
yeah anyway so there's been a ton of shit well at least in my opinion so i saw like five things today that blew my mind that i wasn't really paying attention to the first was that washington so i guess i guess we could jump into the expansion draft if you want to talk about that but the kraken last week signed three goalies one was one showed up there so you knew he was going to be there chris dreiger or whatever um dreiger i don't know how to say his name and then they signed that guy from Washington, Vitacek, or whatever his name is. Vitek Vanasek. That guy. And then Vanacek. today, he just got traded from Seattle back to Washington. Yeah, so essentially, Seattle probably had it in their playbook. Even if they didn't, um, it's they, they were rich in goaltenders. They knew there was going to be an odd guy out, and they figured, we'll get a pick out of it. So they just basically I- took the guy from the team in the draft and then gave him back to him for a pick. Yeah, and then today they fucking get Grubauer. Yeah, I was not, I did not see that coming, but I'm like, kind of stoked. Well, like, but now I guess Grubauer is gonna. Maybe they're gonna do a what's what's it called when they go back and forth? Is that what it's called? Back and forth goalieing. Oh, like tandem goalieing. Tan. Yeah, sorry, back and forth goalieing. <laughs> no, I think uh, <laughs> I think Grubauer is gonna be a number a bona fide one in Seattle. I think I think uh, Dreiser will play more than the average backup, but I think he's still gonna be a backup. And you'll put a lot of pressure too. Like you'll, there'll be more internal competition, sort of say, like, you know, they're yeah. not just gonna. He's, you know, Grubauer is not just, you know, oh yeah, my, I've got this backup that's purely just a backup, and I got to do most of this on my own. He's got to be thinking like, man, if I start slipping a bit here, and uh, I'm, you this know, Chris can... is, you know, starting to lift the, the the heavy loads here, like it could even flip. Um, I mean, he saw what happened to uh, Flurry, right? So uh, well, you never know. That was the other one. Fucking Flurry gone to Chicago like that. That one kind of blows my mind because that, that one sucks for Mister Face for of the fan- franchise. Well, like Face what? of the franchise and current, like he won the Vesna this year. Like he was, he was outstanding. He didn't, he hasn't missed a beat. And then Vegas trades him for nothing. Essentially, they want a cap space. Yeah, they obviously need something. I guess it's it's kind of weird. I guess they have Leonard, and he they can lean on him. Uh, but I don't I think know. They fucked up. I think Leonard is a Swiss well, cheese it. compared to Fleury. Well, you think think of the, these two. We have, and I, maybe this is why. Maybe they're like, fuck it. Agreed. Let's just throw our cards in. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, let's throw our cards in because you got Vegas and and uh, Colorado who obviously played each other in the semi or the Western semifinals, at least. Um, and then they both get rid of their goalies, and they were the ones that they leaned on all the time. It's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> like, like I don't know. I don't understand Colorado because it, de- it they definitely picked up was, that dude from, from Arizona. Darcy, it definitely was a very, a very interesting goaltender uh, free agent frenzy because not only do you have the drama of Flurry and – Grubauer and Kemper now going to Colorado, but you also had essentially Toronto and Carolina swapping goalies. Yeah. Was it Mrazek and Anderson that swapped? Yeah. And I also did not see that coming either. So uh, it's yeah, going to be, it is going to well, be really interesting seeing how did, some of these guys start playing in these new cities. So I have a question. Did Anderson play in Toronto when Reimer was there? Cause he's in, he's in Carolina, isn't he? He was in Carolina. Oh, no, got, I think he signed in Nashville. San Jose, right? San Jose, San Jose. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Just kind of funny. And then uh, what's their nuts? 
was it Florida picked up Gibson from Tampa or something? I don't know. There's a lot of goalies today. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, goalies kind of bounced all around there. Uh, Halak going to the Canucks. If, I can't remember if that was just mentioned or not, but. Yeah, uh, Brian Elliott went to Tampa Bay. Jonathan Bernier went to New Jersey. Uh, Reimer went to San Jose. Martin Jones went to Philly. Laurent Brassois went to Vegas, uh, essentially as a backup. Uh, Braden Holpe got signed in Dallas after being bought out by Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver's goalie now. What's his name? Thatcher Demko and now Halak is a tandem probably slash backup. Oh, you just said that. Sorry, Dan. Uh, You totally said that too. That Halak came. So that's Halak. He was from uh, Nashville, wasn't he? Or am I thinking of the wrong guy? Boston. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm thinking of Yuroslav something. (laughs) I don't know. Saros. Saros. Basically uh, the same thing. Saros, Halak. Remember when you had had both Tuka Rask and Yaro Halak on your fantasy league team and they're both in Boston and you bragged about it? I did, yeah. It was two years ago, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, that was... That season got canceled. Thank God. Uh, whatever. I did a tandem this year. It seemed to work. So um, for a little while, but until the finals, uh, until, <laughs> until the finals when I had nothing. Whatever. But uh, I I also I also thought that last week was really cool. Like I know the whole list of the the pickup for or not the pickup the expansion draft got uh, leaked or whatever. But I was watching it and it was kind of fun to to see the team that Seattle built. I know obviously now it's changed a little bit. Maybe it was just the goalies. Have they changed any of the front end staff? Not staff. Any, well, yeah, they've any added players. Who, who have they added? Any, anyone that I would be like, cool. Oh my God. Well, I mean the, the kind of guys they've got, um, they've got Jaden Schwartz. I think they signed him. Um, I did. They did. They do they get Wenberg in the draft or is he just a straight up signing? No, he's signing, right? They just yeah. signed him. Yeah, so, so they got Wenberg and Schwartz, which is pretty good. It's really it's good. Like, they, they spent the money on Schwartz, but I think I think he was just overshadowed in St. Louis. Yeah, um, I can see that. Here's I just saw this. I didn't notice this earlier today, but I guess this was only posted according to this page I'm on 55 minutes ago. Uh, things are not looking good in Buffalo, boys. So Linus Allmark and Carter Hutton, two of Buffalo's goalies, both signed elsewhere. So I was kind of curious what Buffalo was going to do. They signed Craig Anderson to a one-year 750 and Aaron Dell to a one-year 750. Yikes. Aaron Dell from New Jersey. He was the backup. And Craig oh, Anderson yeah, that's an hour a, ago for Craig Anderson. Craig Anderson was a third stringer for Washington last year. Oh, man. So things are not looking good for Buffalo. Poor Buffalo. And they're looking to swing Eichel and everything. And are yeah, they actually looking to get rid of Eichel right now? Yeah. Okay. Well, they're sh- he's shopping around. He's an un- is he a UFA right now, or a- or at least a free agent? I think he's a RFA. Is he an okay. RFA? I okay. I, I I've heard these terms. He's just on the team. What is the yeah. difference between Wait, unrestricted free out. agent and f- restricted free agent? What is the difference? Take it away. Uh, well, if I get it right, unrestricted free free agent is you have any option essentially, like totally dumbed down. So anyone um, could take you. Well, you have full control. Whereas oh. restricted free agent, I believe the team still has like certain rights or certain like other teams have to pay certain penalties or certain give up certain things to sign a restricted free agent. 
If that is that right, Dan? He's looking. Yeah. So um, yeah, unrestricted is just anybody can go sign him, no problem. Restricted um, is up until a certain age or number of pro games. There's some sort of limiting factor, and then um, only one team can talk to them. They can go to arbitration. Uh, so like there's like a qualifying offer. So before you get to free agency, you can qualify them for like a minimum amount, which is just like a certain amount of their previous, like it's like a little bit of a, it's a built in baked in sort of raise that you can kind of get. And then um, if this team doesn't sign you, you can go to arbitration, um, which basically um, there's like an arbiter who decides what your, uh, what your, value is and it's always going to be like a one-year deal sort of thing so arbitration just kind of kicks a can down the road a little bit and then um once your rfa status is over you turn into you know you turn into a ufa and that's when any team can kind of sign you if you're not under contract and so sometimes teams when they're structuring extensions on players that they have rfas sometimes they'll buy a couple years of uh, unrestricted free agency so sometimes you'll see deals that seem a little bit higher right now and you're like well the kid's still a little bit young that's a kind of a big deal but that's because they bought a couple of years of that kind of go to the market and see what you can get sort of thing um hedging bets and things like that so oh and and do, obviously it requires you to be good at what you do uh, playing hockey um but can you get picked up or or can you oh, sorry does the do people want to let people become ufas Sorry, do teams want people to become unrestricted free agents, or is well, that yeah, up to them? If you don't care about them anymore, and you're like, man, this player is nothing special, so you kind of just let them walk. Um, another thing too is a team can do what's called an offer sheet. So right now, Elias Pettersson and uh, Quinn Hughes are unsigned. Um, a team can be like, hey, I, you know, I'm gonna try and sign you for this many this many dollars, but if the player accepts it and the other team doesn't, uh, the other team has to match like, so Vancouver would have to match whatever the price is. Let's say Montreal is putting it up. Um, if Vancouver says, yeah, we're going to match, then they just pay that amount. Uh, if Vancouver says, no, we're not going to match. That means Montreal gets to sign him, but then they have to give up a number of draft picks uh, relative to how much they sign him for. So that could be, depending on the price, it could be up to like four first round draft picks. So it can be quite pricey, but uh, usually a team, if uh, offer sheet happens uh, like Montreal on Ajo, uh, the other team usually just goes out and signs the player because they're intending to do that anyways. So that's kind of remember when uh, Penner did, or they did that with Penner in Anaheim and Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I wasn't even close with the, the RFA thing. I rare. Yeah. Uh, Jack Eichel is currently under an eight-year contract worth eighty million dollars. Oh shit! Okay, ten a year. Yeah, so, ten, or, so ten the, a year with a fifteen million dollars signing bonus. The only and reason he's a, he's a UFA in twenty twenty six. So the only way he leaves is if either a they buy him out, or b he gets traded. Or he quits. the buyout would just be nuts. Yeah, there's no a, way they're spending that money. To buy out, trade. To buyouts, they have to just pay for the remainder of the contract, but then it doesn't hit their cap. Is that how that works? Nah, it, it affects the cap um, for sure. So, for example, here, if um, if we were going to... Uh, nope, that's Boston. Buffalo, name it some stupid thing. Hit continue. 
So if we wanted to buy out Eichel right now, let's just say, um, do, do boop. So he, I think he saves just like a thousand a year or whatever. Um, let me see what his buyout. I don't know. Like his his buyout is pretty low. Um, so you would you'd save a lot, but uh, you'd be stuck with this guy's um, cap hit for years and years and years. It wouldn't be that big of a cap hit, apparently, according to the buyout calculator. I thought it'd be huge. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it, most buyouts they're like a reduced cap hit, right? Yeah, it's really reduced. It's like one thousand four hundred uh, million or so, whatever. So or, then, or, or one million point four million. Yeah, one point four instead of ten million. Um, and then, well, next season it would be eight mil um, and then back to one mil. I think the buyout calculator is kind of goofy. That might not be correct, but in any case, you're stuck with a chunk of it every single year. Like Vancouver is stuck with like uh, three mil a year with uh, Luongo, which, which is going to expire soon. Um, but yeah, you, you do. The other thing too, is the owner has to pay up that kind of money. And uh, sometimes it's just like, yeah, no, nah, we're not going to spend that kind of money. That's insane. So that has to come into a factor too. Yeah, they'd be looking with Jack Eichel. They'd be looking to trade him and probably try not to retain any of his contract either. So, yeah, because that's something obviously Canucks did that what you just said with uh, Luongo. So then was was uh, Di Pietro was he bought out? Is that why the Islanders still pay him every year? Correct. Is that, is that right? He was bought out. So. <laughs> I heard that was a crazy. Con- I just I don't know why I know that. I, just, I pro- probably from listening to, to uh, probably because probably because he was one of the worst contracts. And then like, oh, not 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 one of the worst. I mean, there's been crazy contracts before. His is definitely one of them. But the fact that he was he never played. Like he was constantly either injured or wasn't playing well or whatever. So like he signed this massive contract and then he played next to no games. And then what I found was hilarious was one of the times that he came back from injury. In like his first or second game back, he got into a fight, which never happens in the NHL. But he gets into a fight as a goalie, and fucking what did he do? Dust his hand or something like that? In that fight, broke his hand. <laughs> so it's just like that guy was just you know Murphy's Law. What could happen happened, and he got a lot of money for basically no work. So good for him. Oh, it was ridiculous. That's crazy. The other one I remember being a crazy one. I think it was New Jersey signed Kovalchuk for like a hundred million dollars for ten years. Yeah, that was a big one. But then, but then he left. I'm pretty sure. Well, he was like Retired. he was part of the reason why they changed the whole um, contract structure that and the Luongo one. But uh, because Kovalchuk, I guess, left the NHL instead of going to a different team or whatever, um, and, so they didn't have to uh, pay him anymore if he left, right? Yeah, it was really weird. But then Vancouver, they got hit with this. Um, this penalty when they changed the rules, they said, okay, well, teams who fall under this very specific um, rule set, they'll get penalized. Oh, that's only Vancouver with this one contract. So instead of paying like the 1,000 uh, or a one point, there's probably like 1.3 uh, mil a year for Luongo, we're paying 3 mil a year for Luongo because it's a penalty. But nobody like, New Jersey doesn't get that penalty and they also use the exact same trick um, on signing uh, Kovalchuk. But uh, I guess, I guess he, he terminated his contract. I, I don't know what happened, but he, he left it in a different way and New Jersey got no penalty yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's because he he said he retired or something. Wasn't that that time? And then he went to the KHL. I think so. But but Luongo retired too. But we got like hit with some sort of recapture penalty. I I don't know. It was really dumb. The league just penalized only Vancouver. I was gonna say it's probably because Luongo before he retired was traded to uh, Florida and then had I don't know. It might have had something to do with that contract. I don't know. Fucking the contract side of the NHL just confuses the shit out of me. Like, I like keep hearing sport, it. sport, really. Well, I guess, oh, it's yeah. That's because we're not lawyers. I no, mean, that's... let's be honest. Fair enough. Like, the whole, and I don't I don't want, we don't have to get into this, but, like, the whole escrow thing with how players have to give some of their money back or, or pay for other things, especially during COVID and, and all the stuff, I'm like, I don't get it. But either way, it's fun to watch. Like, I, I, I find... Because we do the – and, Isaac, you're the one who said this to me exactly. You said, hockey's more fun now because I – and I know this is fucking lame. Sorry, honey, uh, to my wife who's probably listening to this. But hockey's way more fun when you play fantasy hockey, at 100%. least for me. <laughs> like, it's so much more fun because you're paying attention. And that's why I know half these players that you're mentioning because of fantasy hockey. So it's, it's kind of it's kind of fun. Like, Grubauer was your boy this year, and now he's in Seattle. So – when you Which get is even first, better because Seattle's instantly my second favorite hockey team. Instantly. Would they have been anyway? I I honestly was on the they Seattle bandwagon. They would have been anyway just because of how close they are to Vancouver. Fair like, enough. Seattle's also but, like... But it's isn't like that a, supposed to be a rivalry? It's like a second home for the Blue Jays. Anytime the Blue Jays play there, it's almost like a home game for the Blue Jays. That's true. So for me, it's like any team that's out of Seattle, like the Seahawks, I always... I don't mind the Seahawks. Um I have other alliances in the NFL, but uh, yeah, no, I'm stoked for Seattle to have a hockey hockey team, and they're super close to Vancouver. I'm, I'm in. They got cool, cool team name, cool fucking jerseys, cool team. I'm into it. I love. I like. I wonder if they have to get the rights from Fox to be able to say to use. Oh, I know it was unleash in the, the old Kraken. One. No, release the Kraken. Oh yeah, sorry, release the Kraken. So um, I think they're using unleash the unleash the Kraken or something like that, or maybe I saw that somewhere. But release the Krakens from Clash of the Titans, like this, the shitty yeah. one from five years ago or whatever. Liam Neeson says it. Release the Kraken, but there's the old one from the '80s where he does like a big old a bigger like. Anyway, I don't know. It's not a good movie, don't but fucking do it. Either way, he says it. They should fucking trademark that shit. Um, but uh, no, I I thought I thought when they said Seattle was getting a team, I was kind of like all right i'll probably support this and same thing what you said i don't i don't follow baseball or or nfl that much but i remember when i don't follow an nba either but my dad always liked the supersonics in seattle so yeah. i liked them obviously they're not there anymore but because of them i kind of had that that thing for seattle too and same thing even growing up watching i i didn't like these teams because they always were decent but um you know everett and seattle and and Tri-City Americans, like the WHL teams, um, were always playing against Red Deer growing up, right? So I got to watch I watched them. So I kind of had a thing for for that area of the world. Plus, it's fucking beautiful out there. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. I uh, I mean, I don't support the Supersonics because I don't support basketball, but yeah. Well, they don't exist. So you don't have to worry about that. So true. But uh, yeah, Dan, I guess... Isaac's throwing it that he's going to like both of them, but isn't that a, uh, what's it called? A rivalry? Isn't it going to be, I'm assuming Seattle and Vancouver. I mean, you can't force it. True. That's right. You're right. You can't just cause they're geography, geographically close. 
but, oh, but it probably will end up being a rivalry. Like, I mean, you see the Edmonton geography Calgary. thing is something that, you know, we'll just kind of players will kind of play into a little bit. Um, and it's in the same division and everything, right? So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for them to really form, uh, but they won't really become true rivals. Like real rivalries are built in the playoffs. And until you're really uh, grinding against a team, you know, <clears throat> night in and night night out uh, in an elimination sort of sense. Like you don't really, I mean, you get some sort of like regular season sort of vibes and stuff. And I mean, you can have grudges and stuff, but you don't really get that true. Like, you know, it doesn't matter who's behind the Jersey, like this team's showing up and you know, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those games, you know, I'm, like, I'm... that doesn't happen just overnight. No, you're right. And it, it and that's like, I guess I don't know who Vegas is would have been. What Phoenix is closest to Vegas, L.A. I don't know, um, but they obviously don't necessarily have that one. I think everyone let Vegas just be because they also did so good their first year. I think I don't know. I don't think they have a, a rival. I don't live there though. I think I think the Blues would might say that they're rivals with them. But what, wouldn't Colorado be too? I guess okay. I, I'm curious because I haven't looked this up. You yeah, guys might I would know. say those two. Um, do uh, do the uh, divisions change now? Like the Pacific Division had Vegas in it, didn't it? But that does that change now? I don't know. It sounds like Dan's enhancing though. So it let's does find out. Enhance, <laughs> enhance. <laughs> I just found out. I just read that Michael Furland has officially retired. Who's yeah. Michael Furland? Dan, take it away. So Michael, so Michael Dan, Furland, Dan's our uh, resident fucking st- stats expert. He's, he's NHL encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the last time Vancouver was in the playoffs before this kind of drought, they played against uh, the Calgary Flames. And uh, in this season, uh, Vancouver, other than I would say Bo Horvat, who was you know actually quite a you know standout positive. Uh, the team was obviously on on its way into this big decline um and this was their last kind of like attempt at the playoffs and they got completely ha- like they got completely destroyed by one player and it was Michael Furland on the Calgary Flames he was running around he was he was knocking everybody over it felt like every single hit he threw was like you know a 10 stride charging but you know he was just playing hard and getting under everybody's skin and like bx so that's all he could think about was Michael Furland um, and this player, he like, you know, he looks really good and he actually has a little bit of hands and he gets signed by, um, the Carolina hurricanes and plays really well for them. And then Vancouver's like, Hey, uh, let's take a shot at this guy. The only problem is he's has concussion issues while he was, uh, in uh, Carolina and Vancouver has this problem where they'll take flies on players with concussion issues and it never works out. Uh, Louis Erickson, um, is like the most prime example of it. But in any case, like he comes here. You'd think they'd learn their lesson if they keep doing it. Yeah. And the guy, as soon as like he plays a game, he um, he comes back from this whole concussion thing. He fights and boom, out with the concussion. He comes back and he tries it one more time. His first shift right off the face off, he decides to have a fight and boom, another concussion from that fight. And then, uh, you know, he just uh, decided that uh, it's not worth it uh, to try and hockey so so clearly the concussions were not making him smarter no fuck that's just seems like he made 
really poor decision and nobody understood why we saw when when he dropped the gloves everybody was like why what are you doing yeah you just got back that's crazy and he was and he was flying around throwing hits like he wasn't he yeah comes back with that kind of concussion history and he's and he's taking liberties like that it's like uh i don't know man that sounds kind of silly bad choice uh bad choice mr furland but he he's uh retired so another player off the books more get more of them. I hear they uh, they got rid of uh, Jay Beagle, so the Alberta connections leaving uh, the Canucks there for a little while. Still got one yeah, boy though. A... Still got Brandon Sutter chilling. A lot of people don't like trade. that. Yeah, I like that trade too. Was it? They got rid of. Well, yeah, they got rid of guys. A couple guys that were overpaid. Mm-hmm. Like Erickson was overpaid, um, and uh, they got a couple good like. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Connor Garland's young. Like he's uh, he's got a lot of upside. Um, I think they got a good contract with him too. Like they signed him to a contract, and I think it's a nice contract under five million a year. Um, and then OEL, I, I'm not like crazy about the guy, but he's he's historically he's been a very solid defenseman. He's from Phoenix, puts right? Up, puts up good numbers, yeah. Or played in Phoenix, I should say. Yeah, they both played there. It was a it was a trade with Phoenix. They sent. Oh. Who they sent over there, Dan? They sent Jay Beagle, Louis Erickson, uh, Anton, Anton, Anton Roussel, uh, second round, uh, third round, and like a seventh or something like that. Right. So um, a pile of draft picks. No, no, it was their first round, right? Yeah, it was their first round, second round. First and second, I think, were in the trade yeah. for sure. First, second, yeah. and maybe a seventh. But yeah, either way. Something like that. That's- and I mean, it was huge because it just kind of turned out that the one guy who was picked at ninth where Vancouver was picking is probably the one player that I just didn't really care about too much. Um, so, so they made that trade before this year's draft, like last week. Yeah. They gave yeah. the ninth, they gave the ninth pick to Phoenix. So oh, Phoenix got I think they had an idea draft. of who was going to go when. So yeah. How, yeah, that was part of their decision. That's I get. Did anything big happen? Was was there a big player this year in the draft? Was it a was it one of those like McDavid years or anything or no, not, not really. No, this year was a big toss up because a lot of players didn't play, and uh, the ones that did, like it was really difficult to see them because travel restrictions and uh, oh, good point. You know, arena restrictions, all that sort of stuff. So this draft is kind of like a coin flip. Um, yeah, a lot of NCAA guys got drafted high, and a lot of CHL guys got drafted low. Um, yep, primarily because C- CHL shut down, like they didn't yeah. have a season last year. So, you know, like a lot of guys lost a lot of time. And there's also uncertainty for the next year coming up too. Like everybody's just kind of expecting to hopefully have this like um, immunization uh, level, and then all of a sudden everybody will be happy, like this seventy percent or whatever. Um, you know, this thing is not going to evolve to the point where it can uh, elude the current vaccine and, you know, booster shots are going to be needed eventually. And it sounds know, like you're being be a little thing. And like, are they going to continue to shut down in Ontario like they have in the past? And uh, there's so much uncertainty, especially in the Canadian hockey market that you look elsewhere. Yeah, I well, you have to. Uh, and that's kind of funny that, that they would go to the, NCAA this year for so many players and Can't, Russia and Russia, I guess. Yeah. Ru- did Russia, I, I don't know if anyone paid attention. Did they, did they shut anything down for COVID or are they just like um, keep going with life? No, I think they did. I think okay. they had travel bans and things like that. 
Okay, I just never know about the rest of the world. We, we, you know, we live in our own little fucking perfect first world bubble over here, and well, it's not perfect, but you know what I mean. We're not, things Thank aren't actually that bad, you know. We we got roofs over our heads and shit, but um, no, I and I think I wonder I wonder if they're gonna lift all the rules by fall because what if they don't? What happens? Do all the Canadian teams just not play? I know they let Montreal no, do their play. thing. I know they let Montreal do their thing for the finals, but Canada still has border restrictions. Well, according to the last thing I read, they're restricted or the border restrictions are being lifted for United States August 9th and international September or something. Really? I believe. Oh, I I haven't been paying attention to the news. That's as long as that is upheld. Like I, I, I heard that was the, that was what was the federal government was saying uh, international travelers in September are open again. And, the United States can travel internationally like Canadians there and Americans here, uh, August, as of August 9th. So, uh, as long as that's still in, in place, then yeah. And let's be realistic. Canadians could go to the States the whole time. They, they didn't give a shit. Uh, Pretty much for the most, well, maybe the first couple months, like 2020 and back in April, but, but no, like Except for those been... BC folk, they were told they couldn't even travel within their own province. Yeah. Well, you know, Ontario shut down or like almost as bad as anywhere. And then there's Australia. What Dan was telling me about Sydney the other day, fucking yeah. like locked down to the tits. Just yep. unbelievable. I don't know. And was it, I think, was it Australia? I just read an article. It was a, or a brief article. Um, Somewhere is planning on implementing some hundred point system on identification to use social media. Dan sent that the other day. Yeah. Australia. Yeah, that's what it was. Australia. Australia's so, got a yeah, lot of right. weird shit going on. So there, so I read, if I read that correctly, essentially they want to have like, obviously like a, 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 an ID would be a certain amount of points of, of, of identification, uh, passport, whatever, right. Credit card. Those are like points of identification. And, if I'm remembering correctly, they're they're saying like they would, if this goes through, they would uh, they would want you to submit a certain level of of identification in order to have access to things like Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and whatever else, which is fucking crazy. Well, yeah, there's a couple of angles to that for sure. Um, the the main angle is uh, you know just having this sort of um, all these barriers to, to entry to various, um, online platforms. I mean, they could be using this for all sorts of things, obviously, like you need a certain amount of identification to get, say a bank account. You need a certain amount of identification to say, use Facebook, certain amount of identification to use all these different platforms. And it's going to be kind of a sort of thing where you have to be connected with your online self. So then all of a sudden everything you say and do, online is almost amplified version of your real life. So then people are going to be increasingly interested in forms of communication that is decentralized, you know, taken away from these, uh, um, these Facebooks and uh, Instagrams, that sort of stuff. People are going to be looking for alternatives where they can be anonymous because that kind of that ability to kind of create a, um, an avatar and kind of go out and, you know, maybe not necessarily say things that are, 
you know, wrong or um, hateful or insightful of, you know, violence and that sort of stuff. But, you know, if you have an opinion that um, maybe you're going into this whole group that really, really hates pineapple and pizza, and you're going to try and have this discussion, but you know that um, you're part of that group with your face account, right? Like everybody knows who you are. So you go in there with this, you know, this anonymous pseudonym and you say, hey, but what about pineapple and pizza? And then you start this whole sort of, you know, riot, so to speak, and in this discussion and, you know, you're not outed and you can have this sort of like controversial opinion. And, um, you know, there are people who have created entire online, have made like millions of dollars uh, behind a, you know, a pseudonym. So people are not supporting like a certain name, like they're not supporting, say, an athlete, like, uh, say, like a Daniel Sedin or something, they're supporting a, uh, um, an entity that's kind of just, you know, this avatar. So people are really interested in this whole idea that they can kind of hide from uh, this encroaching sort of like, we have to know everything that's going on in your life. And we have to make sure that we can uh, audit it and uh, correct it. And so there's a lot of people who don't really want that. And there's this whole other world that's kind of really bubbling up online, kind of fighting back. So I don't know. It's really interesting sort of world that's uh, that we're headed towards right now. There's going to be an underground uh, social media. Yep. And well, it's, uh, it's going to be on, thing. it's going to be on the blockchain probably. Oh yeah. They already got that. From what yeah, I, exactly. From what I've heard. I'm not an expert. We don't need to get into that today, <laughs> but no, of course not. No, we, we always uh, save that discussion for next time. <laughs> it's kind of funny that we, we got to that point, but no, I a hundred percent. There's, there's so many different ways of communicating underground. Like you just said, Isaac, like that, that you don't need the, the big social medias for, but I guess, Dan, is it possible for companies like Facebook who own Instagram and whatever to create places for people underground or on, I don't know if that even makes sense. Am I just talking out of my no, ass? No, they don't want to. No. Okay. No, the whole thing is like, they want you to be in their ecosystem and using their ecosystem. Right. And they're being told that in order to have their ecosystem, they have to abide by certain rules because like, you know, Facebook exists as a corporation in the United States and they, you know, exit, they operate in different countries. Um, they have like headquarters and, you know, that sort of stuff. And, uh, they have branches of their companies and all these different, um, countries. So, you know, um, they don't necessarily want to say, oh yeah, and here's, here's our encrypted, you know, anonymous, uh, chat channel that you can use because nobody's going to trust that. They're all going to assume that, you know, Facebook has a direct, you know, handle on who's sending that and they have their kind of pause in it because they're centralized. And so that's just the big thing is, um, people aren't trusting in centralized, you know, entities anymore, really. They, you know, kind of want to, you know, hedge their bets with decentralization. Makes sense. I, I, I feel that way. I'm not, I'm not willing yet. I'm not willing to put in the effort yet to learn about it on a deep level. Um, but I, I feel that way. I've always, you know, I, I hate to sound like a, a 20 year old college student, but I, I always, you know, I hated the man, right? Whoever the man is, but that fucker, he, you know, don't really like him. You're so angsty. Yeah. You know, I, I basically, 
an emo kid, just growing up a little bit. And I, I like to show my angst. I also am a punk kid, so I hate society and I view anarchy as the only way. And on top of that, I'm a metalhead, yeah, so rebel. I have no friends. So, you know, that's, I'm I'm a breeding ground for nothing but wholesome goodness. And, yeah. And on that note, <laughs> um, I I do have one more. Sorry, go back to hockey real quick. Is I don't again don't follow it that closely. Has Calgary done anything big? Like I saw they made a bunch of little moves, but are they? They just, signed their big move was they signed Blake Coleman. They they signed Blake Coleman, I think, to a six year deal. And they also signed, or sorry, they traded for Nikita Zadorov, which I think is a good piece. It's very, it's very Sutter. Um, Yeah, it's all right. He's, he's a big physical guy, uh, which adds a little more grit to their back end, especially seeing how Seattle's grown in size with their players. Um, But I think Blake Coleman's a good, a good addition. I don't think the contract is good. I think it's a long overpaid contract for a guy who is playing third line minutes on a Stanley cup winning team. Um, but I think he's a good piece for their club. Um, but other than that, they didn't really do much if I can, but can't remember anything, but else. they, they're still like, they're allowed to trade. There's no trade deadline in the summer, right? Theoretically. No, there is a trade deadline in the year. There's one trade deadline. Okay. Yeah. It's like, and then, and then once the way through the season. Yeah. And then once that, then that, once that season's over, then they can trade all you want until next winter when trade deadline hits again. Yeah. Okay. So teams could still trade because I just, I wonder if Calgary's going to do anything or if they're just going to keep their players and keep the same shit happening every single year. You know, probably you, you want, I know you wonder that they're, all the they're time clinging. They're clinging to that core group of guys that clearly do not know how to play hockey in the playoffs. So I just don't understand why they're, they're clinging to that group. Like keep your Kachuk. But other than that, like Monaghan has proven that he's a, he's invisible in the playoffs. Goudreau is invisible moves. in the playoffs. Like make moves. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Kachuk is the only, I think the only like solid player they have left right now. Um, and, and uh, aside from like Elias Lindholm, he's good. Like they do have good players, but they're core guys yeah, that they Lindholm stand started. behind. They stand behind Johnny Goudreau and John um, Monahan, but they're like t- terrible. They're invisible in the playoffs. They do nothing. And when it comes time to playoff, uh, playoff hockey. So, I don't know. For me, it's like, what are you doing? Why are you, yeah, you picking tires? Yeah, you want Monahan to play like Bo Horvat, but he, you know, he plays like Jared McCann. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Speaking of Jared McCann, did wait? He got he got traded and then moved. Wasn't that him? Or am I thinking of he got? Else? Yeah, he got traded to Toronto and, and then expanded, then picked up in the draft. <laughs> Expanded, <laughs> whatever. Uh, and then the other one that I've, I'm, I'm really excited about. I, I'm, I'm. I don't know why I'm and happy. They picked for the up guy. Weinberg to toss him under the third line. Uh, sure. I was just gonna say I don't know why I'm so happy for the guy, but I'm, I'm stoked that Giordano went to Seattle. I don't know why. It might not mean anything to him. He might retire in a year or two, but I don't know. I just got, I, I got, I got emotional for some reason when they picked him, even though we all knew he was going. I was watching it and I'm just like, that's my boy, even though he's not my boy by any means. But I was just like, oh, he's growing up. You're definitely emo. Yeah, (laughs) definitely emo. Well, Dan, thank you for fucking talking. (laughs) Every time we call you, you're like, so are we talking about crypto yet? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, we're almost there. Not today. We're almost there. We're going to have a crypto episode. We we need to. Uh, I think I need to do a bit more research into it first so I... I can at least. I know I do. 
Yeah, right. We should have a we should have a phone conversation one day, the three of us, and and we'll all have well, our no, computers. I can definitely primer you. Well, we can even have like a crypto one hundred and one that you can do as like a pre episode. I don't know. It's completely up to you. There you go. See, Dan's he's trying, but because real the reality is this is literally the way the world is going to go. Um, whether it's finance, whether it's our online uh, like presence, whatever it is, um, even fantasy like fantasy sports are moving into crypto. Like correct, there's everything is moving in that direction. It's probably time that we either Isaac, we need to shit or get off the pot, and uh, and and learn this shit because well, otherwise bro, we'll I'm, be left behind. I'm mining pie chain, so <laughs> obviously, like I know my shit. <laughs> oh man, Dan, Dan, do you got a code word for the folks today? Um. Sure. Uh, Co word is chain link. Chain link. <laughs> oh, is there is there two chains? <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. Dos cadenas. Cadenas. Isaac, any last words for, for Dan? Uh, go sports, go and sports. catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to us drone on about uh, contracts, contracts, negotiations. All right, bye everybody. Cheers, folks. I heard Shane Dong's got a fucking hammer.